0: morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy, where we take a few minutes, share a cup of tea together, and we're hopefully able to gain some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by Energy Black Tea from Celestial Seasonings. With as much caffeine as a cup of coffee, this blend offers an extra boost of energy, perfect for getting you out of bed in the morning or getting you out of a midday slump. Its sweet vanilla flavor profile makes this black tea equally delicious as it is energizing. So sit back with your cup of tea, and let's relax together for a few minutes as we see where this week's podcast will take us.
1: Hello again. Let me extend my traditional warm teacup welcome to each of you this week. For me, it's actually hard to even think about warm tea because it's so warm outside. Who am I kidding? It's hot out. But I did just finish a cup of our featured tea energy from Celestial, and I might add, I love it. As we continue our journey through the Beatitudes, I hope that you've come away each week with a refreshing look at the opening of the greatest sermon ever preached, as well as challenged to examine yourself and how these characteristics, how these traits of Christ are in us how they are growing in us, and how he is speaking through this time that we share together. As I mentioned last week, there have certainly been some difficult discussions in my prayer time with the Lord as I've been examining myself and realizing uh, the places where I need to grow and challenge myself with these spiritual truths that he has taught and is continuing to teach. Today, as we move forward from being merciful in verse 7, we look to verse 8 in Matthew chapter 5. So I hope that you have your Bibles and you're turned there and ready to go. Matthew chapter 5, again, we'll begin in verse 1. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. And then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I think that you will join me in recognizing that the aim of Christ, uh, his coming, was not so that uh, we might be uh, reformed in the manners of society uh, that we live under. But his goal is to change the hearts of sinners that include you and I. The heart is who we are. The heart, the secrecy of our thoughts and our feelings when nobody else knows what's going on except God, that's found in our heart. During these invisible moments, they matter to God as much, if not more, as what our visible life shows. In 1 Samuel 16, the Bible says that man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. It's from the heart where our relationship with Christ begins. And it's from the heart where we grow in our relationship with Christ. In Matthew 12, the Bible tells us that either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for the tree is known by its fruit. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The abundance of the heart. Is our heart abundant with Christ? Is our heart abundant with the love of Christ, with being poor in spirit, with mourning our sin, with being meek so that we might inherit the earth? Are we hungering and thirsting for his righteousness from our hearts? The mercy that we show to our fellow man comes from our heart blessed are the pure in heart it's crucial to our relationship with Christ Jesus didn't come into the world simply because uh, we've got some bad habits we've got some things that we do that need to be adjusted we've got some things that have been broken and he wanted to fix them no he came into the world because of sin Because of dirty, filthy hearts filled with sin that only He Himself could make clean, could make whole by His shed blood. We can demonstrate a pure heart by being transparent before God. You know, if you think about it, God knows, as I mentioned, Nobody else, but God knows what's in our heart. So he already knows the sin that uh, we will ever commit, the sin that's in our thoughts. He knows. But those who desire that pure heart not only will give over to confessing it to him uh, verbally in our prayer time, but we will desire to turn from that unfaithfulness. We'll desire not to have those desires or those thoughts in our hearts, and we will rest in his saving grace. For his children to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, with all our mind acknowledging that everything we have is a gift from him. Hmm, That sounds like some scripture, doesn't it? If we take our time, if we take our talents, if we use our treasures and we point them to glorifying God in humility, we're submitting ourselves to him. And as we do this, the obedience to his commands will grow in us as we love others because, again, in 1 John 4, 9... The Bible tells us that he first loved us. In order to love God, we don't just have to know him. Because in order to know him, we've got to know his word. We've got to study his word. We've got to desire to grow in his word so that we can do what his word teaches us. Again, as I mentioned in Matthew 22, Jesus gives us the explanation of purity of heart. You shall love the Lord your God with all. And the very first thing he says is your heart. Not with a part of it. Not with a double heart. Not with a divided heart. Not with this little piece or I'm going to hold this little piece back. No, we love him with all of our heart. Is our desire for it to be a pure heart. What is it to see God? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I was reading and I ran across uh, John Piper who listed three things. Three things, what it is to see God. To be admitted to his presence. To be awestruck by his glory. And to be comforted. By His grace. Now, certainly all three of these things are true. Uh, there's no question. And I don't want to put a limit on what can be true of, of what it is to see God. But when I read through these uh, in that devotion, uh, I, what stood out to me was especially to be awestruck by His glory. Just saying those words sends a wave of His Holy Spirit over me. How many times have we said in our Christian life, I've seen God? We've seen God's hand move in the service today. I was in a service and I saw the Spirit of God at work. Absolutely. There have been countless times, I pray for you in your spiritual life, that you can say you've seen God move. And and we reference that we've seen God. But what is it to see God? There will be a day where we come face to face. There will be incorruptible eyes that see Jesus Christ our Savior. Oh, what a day. That will be an awestruck moment of God's glory that will last for eternity. A moment that will only come when we as his children long to be pure in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart For they shall see God
0: Thank you so much for joining us on this week's podcast Blessed are the pure in heart For they shall see God Our hearts matter to God Your heart matters to God The God of the cosmos The God who created everything we see Using His words The God who holds all things together He cares about your heart Our hearts are the core of who we are They hold our truest desires, even those we hide from others. So that is where our relationship with Him must begin and from which it must grow. Our hearts are crucial to our relationship with Christ, and He treats it as such. Do we? Our hearts matter to God, but does God matter to our hearts? If we want to see God, His presence, His glory, His grace, then He must matter to our heart. We must desire Him fully with our innermost self. If we want to see God, we must be pure in heart, confessing and turning from our sin nature and resting in His saving grace, loving the Lord our God with all of our heart. We look forward to spending time with you next week, but until then, may your cup overflow with His blessings.